Welcome to Unstable Topics, a trivia comedy podcast about all things facts, friendship, pop culture, and more. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited to enlighten y'all with some serious facts and not so serious reacts. Thanks for joining us. Three, two, one, fight. Sarah, are you ready for your fact? Sure am. You might think that if you won the lottery, you would retire and never work again. But statistically, almost half of all lottery winners continue working a day job at 48%. Okay, so I have lots of follow-up questions to this. Great. Lottery winners. What is the amount won for this fact? Like, I've won the lottery. I've won a dollar before. Wow. Right? And you didn't quit your day job? Well, I didn't have a day job to quit. I did not quit being a mom. (laughs) Because that's a job. Oh, it was recently? You didn't even tell me you won the lottery. Well, I mean, scratch us. That counts, right? Yeah. You won a dollar? I've I've won several dollars on scratch offs. Oh my gosh. I am a dollionaire. Sarah. I'm a dollaraire. Dollion dollionaire. Dollionaire. Dang. Yeah. So, and I I'm gonna work. take you with me to buy a lottery ticket. Scratch off or powerball? No, like powerball. Ooh, Maggie, should we go in for one Powerball ticket together? Together, and then we split it? Yes. Okay. Done. But just one? Just one. Just I like mean, we a, could do five. Are you sure? That's a lot of money. Or four. Like putting, <laughs> that's like investing all of your lottery winnings into well, a lottery ticket. I'm willing to put my earnings on the line. It comes down to like how much money we're willing to invest in this endeavor. But yeah, that right. was my first question. Like, are people, are they counting winnings like me or is like a million dollars the threshold? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I kind of assumed when I read this that they meant like a significant portion, like a Again, significant lottery. Uh, $10,000 is a significant lottery in my opinion. And I that's would true. still, I would still work. Yeah. But then think about that more. But if you look at the statistic, 48% keep working, but that means 52% do quit. So it's got to be life changing. Yeah. It's got to be like a life changing amount of money, Gosh. you know? Because yeah. if more than half, slightly more than half people do quit their day job. Yeah. And so if you had like a life-changing amount of money, would you keep working a day job? Would yeah. you keep being a mom or would you yeah. be like, I oh, could, ooh, peace ooh. out? That's you know? true. So would I still do the monthly junk? Yes. Oh, good. Thank you. Yes, I would. I would still do this job. Would I still be a mom? Yes. I, I kind of get why people would keep working two things. One, poor money management. And then the other thing is like, if you like what you do, you'd want to keep doing it, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Something to do. What are you going to do? Just sit in your pool of money? Like, could you imagine a pool of money? Like to have that much money that you filled, not like a a new found pool, not this new money pool. I'm talking like old school, 10 foot deep rectangle pool with a diving board that probably has killed a child. Yes. Right. Like back in the day, back in the day. I'm talking like that pool. Thick. Thick money. <laughs> Thick, deep money. money. You know what? Deep the- pockets and a deep pool filled with dollar bills. When we hit it big, Maggie, and they ask us, they being like the infamous they who have the money. Mm-hmm. And they say, how can we deposit this money for you? I'm going to say, give me a pool from 1972. Fill it to the brim with money. That's how I will take it. 
Can I just quick say, you're like, they, you know, the people with the money. Do you mean bankers? Well, they, I mean, they they could be bankers. They could be uh, movie movie studio heads. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Apple. Mm -hmm. They could be Spotify. They'll be like, do you do direct deposit? And you're like, yes, directly deposit it into my pool. (laughs) Sarah, are you ready to react? Yes, I am. When I win the lottery. How much will I need to pay you to continue being my friend? Should I give you a percentage or should I give you a dollar out? Because again, it goes to how much of the lottery. Are we talking like $50 billion lottery winnings? Okay. Let's say it's a million dollars. So if like you, not, not even fill a pool. But you could even fill a kiddie pool with it. You could buy eggs and milk. Right. So let's say I want a million dollars. You want a million dollars. And you're asking me how much of that million would, would you, you be expecting? To, would I be, be like, expecting? okay, yeah, like Mackie just won the lottery. Uh-huh. I'm her best friend. I would be offended if I didn't get. I would not expect anything because you know what? what? You are my friend. I would not expect money from you. You know what I would? You would pay for dinners. You would <laughs> buy me coffee. Well, I don't drink coffee, so that doesn't count. Here, okay, here's what we'll do. Here's what we'll say. If you win the lottery, when when you win the yeah, lottery okay. uh-huh. and it's a million dollars or more what i would expect is a trip for us to go on got it not it has to be on an airplane okay i it can't drive to, you can't drive me. in my minivan i can't just be like all right we're going to fort worth <laughs> now no, it, it has to be at least two nights okay and it has to involve like nice drinks mm-hmm. nice dinner a nice dinner a show or something something okay. something fancy got it and then i would be like wow but then, you know wait thinking through this even more no you've already said it look i don't even know if i want that because now what? well here's why if i go if you win when you win the lottery thank you and we do this trip i'm gonna be thinking to myself the entire time maggie's only doing this because i told her to and no one wants a gift like that okay that's a good saying. caveat. So now when I do it, you'll be like, okay, but I already told her I didn't want this out of obligation. Yes. It's like so when you tell your husband this. like what you want for your birthday for Christmas mm-hmm. and they still don't get it for you. <laughs> I go back to my first answer. I don't want anything. What yeah. about vice? What about me? When I win the lottery? When you win the lottery, I think I, yeah, I think probably the same. Like don't really want anything, but like, oh, Maggie, like, do you want, we're going on a trip to Aruba. And we're renting mm-hmm. a villa. Does, does your family want to come? Mm-hmm. You oh, know? you want your family? You want your family to come? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now, like, not only does the price tag now for you, it's one. And then you have a family. You are a family of five. Right. But you just want a million dollars. <laughs> yeah. I can buy eggs and bread. Okay. Just make me an omelet. It's like the same price. Jack be nimble, Jack be quick, Jack be a celebrity the gals can think of quick. It's time for You Don't Know Jack, where Sarah and Maggie share some facts about a celebrity named Jack and try to guess who it is. Maggie, I hope your ears are open because this Jack is very tenacious. He had a big year, and you're not Joe going to believe, but he can school you on rock and do the Bernie. Who is this Jack? Jack Black. 100%. I know it. I know that's Jack Black. 
Tenacious D, uh-huh. School of Rock, yep. Nacho Libre. Mm-hmm. Did you Did know Shallow Hal in there? I did not get Shallow Hal in there. I should have. But Big Shallow, Year yeah. was his bird watching movie. Did you watch that? No. It was really good. I enjoyed it. Bernie. Is it like, okay, wait, is, is that one closer to like a Bernie or closer to like uh Nacho Libre or closer to like a school of rock? Like what's it's, the, it's what's like, the feel of uh, a school of rock Bernie type of feel. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. So like mainstream kind I'm, of serious, fun, quirky. Yeah. I wouldn't call Bernie. Did you think Bernie sidebar? Bernie is one of my all-time favorite movies. So good. So good. And Jack Black was phenomenal in it. And it's a true story that takes yes. place not far from where we live. Right. In East Texas. And those who don't know, Bernie is about a caretaker, call him a caretaker kind of person, um, beloved human in this small town who kills somebody, who kills the person them. he's like watching over and hides them. But this person, no one likes. The person that he kills, no one the- likes. People love Bernie. People love Bernie. Richard Linklier is the one that did the movie. It was Mm -hmm. first a Texas Monthly article. And then he made it into a screenplay and did the movie and got Jack Black. And for a period of time, the actual real Bernie got out of prison and lived with Linklier in Austin. Really? Yes. But the last I read about him, Bernie was very sick. And so they, they released him early from prison. Spoiler, he gets convicted of murder. Right. But everyone in the town was kind of like, I hate to see Bernie go. Right. Yeah. No, everyone loved Bernie. If you watch the movie, they're actually the talking heads, like the interview portions are real people from the town. Matthew McConaughey is in it. He plays the district attorney who convicts him. No one likes him. No one likes Matthew McConaughey. Character. Right. Everyone loves Matthew McConaughey. Person. person. All right. All right. All right. Well, that sure was fun. Thanks for playing You Don't Know Jack, brought to you by the most popular boy name in Hollywood. Maggie, are you ready for your fact? I am. Louis Vuitton's iconic red soles were inspired by Andy Warhol. The 60s pop artist drawing flowers caught the eye of the famous designer, which gave him the idea to add the infamous soul to his designs. Wow. You know, art inspires art, really. I had no Is I say that right? I was really nervous about reading that fact. Did you say? I thought you might have said Louboutins. Did you say Louboutins? Louboutins. Louboutins. Wait. Louboutins. Do you think when you buy a pair of these shoes, you get tested first? Like, can you? Can you correctly say? Right. I'd walk into a shoe store and I'd be like, "Hi, I'd like a pair of Louboutins." And they'd be like, I'm sorry, ma'am. What'd you say? Like, Louboutin. Like, we can't we can't hear you. Are you trying to say I can never speak like so in high school we did a I took Spanish, then we did a unit on French, and I would get headaches trying to speak, trying to do like the French accent. It's so nasally, and I couldn't do it. Like I couldn't, I was like, oh, you gave me like a migraine. I was like, I can't speak French. No. How do people do this? And half of speaking a language is using the accent correctly. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you can't use the accent, then people don't know what you're saying. For real. 
Yeah. For real, Sarah. Yeah. Think about mm-hmm. how many times I say a word and you're like, I have no idea what you're saying because my Western New York accent comes out. And you're like, what word, what are you trying to say? Can you give me a sentence in your Western New York accent? I don't know if you'll understand, but I'll try. Okay. I put the bagel in the bag. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't understand anything you just said. I, I have in no idea. I guess I got to do my taxes with my bag. Yeah. You know? No clue what that is. I know. It's hard. It's hard. Sometimes Texas, like Texan people say things and I'm like, I don't know. Like there's Southern people. Like they'll be like, oh, a pin. If I say pin, what am I saying? Pin? If I say, oh, I just, I had to go grab a pin. A pen, P-E-N. When I say pin, you hear pen. 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 No. Yeah. But doesn't it sound like I'm saying pin? But you use it. You are saying pin. You're but saying I'm... pin and you want a pen. Right. So my accent <laughs> matters. Accents matter. Louboutin? 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 Here, I'm going to say it in a Texas accent. And we'll okay. see you. Food. Hi, can I have one of those pairs of Louboutin shoes in a size nine and a half, please? You were a nine and a half? I do. Nine and nine and a half because of pregnancy. I was an eight, eight and a half. Pregnancy changed my feet. But you're tall too. Wait, are you thinking a nine, nine and a half is a bad size shoe? <laughs> Let's back this up. Like, are you trying to justify my my foot size? No, I thought we had the same size shoe. Okay. When I um, started dating my husband, his very sweet grandmother was like this tiny little thing. And she wore probably like a size six. And she was like, oh, Maggie, I have some shoes that I don't wear anymore. Uh, would you would you like them? And I was like, oh, I wear a size eight. And she goes, oh, my bless your heart. And you understood that even though it was in a Texas accent. Even though it was in a Texas accent, I knew she was saying you have monstrous feet. Maggie, are you ready to react? I am. What would you consider to be your clothing's trademark? A cardigan. Really? You mean, like, yeah, I feel like I wear cardigans. I've worn cardigans since like middle school. Mm-hmm. I've always loved cardigans. And then like they go in and out of style and yet I persist, you know? That's love surprising. It. That's surprising. I really? would have, yeah, I would have pegged you to say your yellow Crocs. Oh, well, I mean, those are so new to me, you know? That's fair. I do wear those a lot and like, I love them, but mm-hmm. who am I at my core? I'm a lady who will always don a cardigan, you know? That's true. I, like right now I'm not wearing one and I feel, I'm like, this outfit's missing something. How about you? You know, I was going to say cardigan. Were you really? I was. Cause I feel like I wear those a lot as well. Cause I like a layer. I like to double things up, you know, cause yeah. I would be naked otherwise, but thinking through it, it might say my glasses. Mm, yeah. It has to be a clothing item. Well, I think clothing is an umbrella term for like all encompassing yeah. oh, wardrobe count- wardrobe item. Yeah, I would count glasses as glasses is for sure like something that counts as clothing. Because I was gonna say when I think of you, I mm-hmm. and like something that's iconically you, I think of like when you curl your hair. Interesting. I'll like take those that. big those big waves. Thank you for that. I'll take that. You know, when we were doing improv, I would say then a suit jacket. For you. Yeah, for me. Yeah, you would always don a little blazer. I would put a little blazer on. And like the French tuck. Oh, I do love a good French tuck. Yeah, those are some very Sarah Adams fashion moments. Fashion's a loose term for me. It's like I have a stain on the front of my shirt. So let me tuck it into my pants a little bit. Right, just try and cover it up. Or like, let me put on a cardigan. 
you thought there could only be one game about celebrities named Jack in a 15-minute weekly podcast, you'd be wrong. You, Jack. But you are right about one thing. Only one Jack can reign supreme in this next game, the Jack-Off. I think you're going to like this one, Sarah. First up, we have Jack Black, who's played everything from a substitute teacher who knows how to rock and roll to a panda named Poe. But he's not just an actor. His band, Tenacious D, has over 112 million views on YouTube. His opponent, Jack White who also knows a thing or two about musical duos as the lead guitarist and vocalist for the band The White Stripes. His guitar string tickling has earned him 12 Grammys and a place on Rolling Stone's list of top 100 guitarists. The question, if Jack Black and Jack White were competing in a home design TV show and had to deliver a colorful bohemian living room, which of these colorless last name Jacks is going to win? Jack Black, hands down, without a question, Jack Black. Why? I feel like because he's now Jack White is phenomenal. Big fan of the White Stripes. Jack White, I know you're listening. Please don't take this to heart when I say this. And Jack Black, I know you're listening too. So do not get a big ego. But I feel like Jack Black is more multidimensional as a human with his talents than Jack White. Jack White, mm-hmm. you have him as a musician. He's very successful. Everyone loves his music. Jack Black also a musician, also an actor, also a comedian, also, I believe, a producer. So it lends me to think that he would have more talent with home decorating than Jack White. Here's a twist. Did you know that Jack White has a baseball bat company? That does nothing to change my opinion. Where they customize baseball bats? It tells me he just wants to smash things. No, like artistic baseball artisanal, bats. Artisanal, artisanal baseball bats. I'm like sorry, fancy, sir. fancy, like he's a designer of baseball bats. Yeah. But I do agree because I feel like Jack White's aesthetic is more like clean. You know, it, it, This is a colorful bohemian living room. And I feel like Jack White is, while an artist and might do something really cool, Mm-hmm. I think Jack Black embodies Bohemian a little more. Yes, yes. So I think I think we know who the winner is here, and it's definitely Jack Black. Ding, ding, ding! Looks like we have a Jack-off winner. Congratulations to Jack on his victory. Thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love a review, subscribe, or for you to share this with a friend you think would like it. Or all three of those things. You can do all three and make our day and help us grow. If longer than three minute podcast is too much for you, you can always catch an abbreviated version of our show over on Jam by texting unstable topics to 552266. And you can catch more of our antics on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok under the username The Monthly Junk or at themonthlyjunk.com. Bye. Peace. Peace.